Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Haddad v. State, 860-SW2D-947, Texas Court of Appeals, 5th District, 1993. This is another example of people fighting the good fight of the First Amendment, of people fighting the good fight of opposing obscenity, of fighting the good fight of standing up for what is right. So what happened here, my friends? Let's read from the decision. It says, quote, A jury convicted Richard Joseph Haddad of obscenity and assessed a six-month jail sentence and a fine of $2,000. In five points of error, appellant contends that the trial court erred in one, not granting a mistrial during voir dire, two, instructing the jury on the law of parties, three, admitting explicit sexual videotapes, and four, admitting extraneous offenses, end quote. Like I always like to mention, this was in 1993, which is almost 30 years ago. So the $2,000 fine you got to adjust that for inflation. And the six-month jail term is too much for me. So $2,000 was too much then. And whatever it would be today, you got to think that's crazy. Also, the decision says, quote, The Dallas Police Department executed a search warrant at Appellant's residence. Among the items seized was a video tape entitled Jubilee of Eroticism. Two weeks after the search, an undercover officer purchased a copy of the same videotape from a sales clerk at Mockingbird Lane 24-hour news. Mockingbird News. The undercover officer had arrest warrants issued for the sales clerk and appellant. End quote. Have any of you baby boomers out there seen Jubilee of Eroticism? I, I say baby boomers because if it's 1993, you have been about the only people alive today who would be old enough to be able to see such a film. I like the word Jubilee. That's a creative title. It's not just hardcore sex. It's Jubilee is a beautiful poetic word. So I love it. Much of this trial... This depends on the defendant's role in the business and whether that determines whether he is guilty of contributing to the sale of this obscene videotape. So they debate all these cases in here about trying to determine the appellant's role. It says, quote, a defendant may be held criminally responsible even if he was not present during the offense. End quote. Alas, alas. So one way they're determining the appellant's guilt is by his ownership interest in what is RJH Management Company. They say, quote, A business card which showed appellant Richard had did as RJH's president and an invoice dated September 9, 1989 from Gourmet Video the uncontradicted evidence showed that Gourmet Video only marketed sexually explicit materials. An envelope postmarked, postmarked September 21st, 1989 from Gourmet Video addressed to RJH Management Attention Richard. The invoice showed A. Items shipped to Mockingbird News and billed to RH, RJH at Appellant's home address. B. 
under the caption Bill to a customer of the name Richard Peels and C. Approximately 30 videotapes including one copy of Jubilee of Eroticism sent to Mockingbird News. End quote. What were the other 30 copies? So the evidence is clear that Richard Haddad has a role in this company, a prominent role. And they are showing that it looks like he does know what's going on here. And they continue to say, quote, The Comptroller of Public Accounts by Affidavit Under Seal identified Richard Joseph Haddad as the individual who, on the date of the offense, held the sales tax permit for Mockingbird News, end quote. That's further evidence. They also say, quote, the jury could consider his financial motive as a circumstance indicating guilt, end quote. And also they say, quote, because the officer sees multiple copies of Jubilee of Eroticism from appellant's residence, the jury could infer that the appellant attended, intended the film was for sale and not for personal use. Appellant assisted in purchasing Jubilee of Eroticism and other videotapes. He stored videotapes as inventory, end quote. Yes, this does amount to a lot of evidence that shows did there is knowledgeable about what's going on and he plays a prominent role in this. So that's not helping our cause here. Something interesting happened in this trial and another bone of contention was for some reason the prosecutor tried to link the defendant to organized crime it says, quote, During the voir dire, while discussing healthy and unhealthy interests in sex, the prosecutor said, In my position with the organized crime division, I see things, end quote. Fortunately, the judges here did not like that. They say, quote, The only reason the prosecutor could have referred to organized crime would be to prejudice the prospective jurors' minds. The prosecutor planted the seed in the jurors' minds that the appellant was connected with organized crime, having sowing the seed every piece of evidence that suggested a nation, nationwide organization nurtured appellant's connection to organized crime. End quote. It doesn't look like there's any evidence that would point to that, so that was a bad move. They also brought forth this. It says, quote, the prosecutor emphasized that gourmet video shipped nationwide, but no longer shipped his videotapes to Texas and Utah. In final arguments, the prosecu prosecutor repeatedly referred to the connection with the out-of-state sexually explicit film interest industry and the reasons that gourmet video abandoned its Texas and Utah clients. None of this testimony was relevant to the events being tried. We perceived no reason for Spallone's testimony except to show that conservative Texas was keeping organized crime out of the state. Each reference, however, tended to link appellant to a large organized syndicate that distributed sexually explicit videotapes and films. End quote. Yes, this prosecutor's going overboard and doing the wrong thing. But guess what happened here, folks? And this goes to show why we need to fight. It says, quote, We sustain appellant's point of error number one. End quote. And they ultimately conclude, quote, we reverse the trial court's judgment and remand for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. End quote. This is a victory, my friends. This is why we fight. We may get victories. Of course, we may lose. But we still need to fight. 
because this is a good fight. Because we stand for noble, honorable principles. We need to keep fighting this, my friends, until obscenity is overturned in the statutes. Section 41, 4321 to 4323, most of it at least, we need to overturn. And everyone who keeps fighting is advancing towards these ends. So let us be like Hadid. I don't know if Hadid did any evil deeds otherwise. I'm not God. But this record shows he did fight the good fight and thus may be worthy of First Amendment heaven, which is what we should strive for. May we fight of obscenity laws so we can get to First Amendment heaven. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.